Welcome to the Let's Talk About Talking podcast with your host, Adrian Fuller, language and communications expert for kids of all ages. On this podcast, we talk about speech, language, and all things happening with your child, giving you specific tactical information you can use to help your kids talk, listen, and thrive in their academic journey. Well, hello there. Welcome to the Let's Talk About Talking podcast. I'm Adrian Buller, uh, otherwise known as Miss AVSLP. I'm a speech language pathologist and I actually still love what I do. I love it, love it, love it. It's the best choice I ever made for a career. So I I don't know if you saw or caught last week's episode, but I am doing this live on YouTube. And I am also doing it as a podcast. So because am I the only one that I consume a lot of my podcasts on YouTube, actually? I don't know if anyone else is that way, but I don't know. Even if there's like no video or anything, I I use it as my podcast. I don't know why I do that. But so I was like, let me let me find a home where I tend to to consume my own content. Anyways. Today, I have my trusty mic. Can I get it in the shot? Can I get it in the shot? <gasps> a little bit. I have a mic. I feel official. And I have my water today. And you know what I love that totally relaxes me is a candle. I love, love, love a candle. I don't know what you love to get yourself all relaxed. But for me, it is a candle. So today, I want to talk about the difference between understanding and speaking. So a lot of times when I talk to parents, I'll, I I feel like there's not, I don't want to use the word confusion, but as a speech language professional, language, I don't even want to go there. Language is divided into two categories, receptive and expressive. And a lot of times when parents think we're talking about talk like language, they are only thinking about the expressive part, but there's a big component and that is the receptive part. But for our conversation today, instead of the word receptive, I'm going to use understanding because that's exactly what it is. And then when we're talking about expressive language, we're going to, I'm going to use the word speaking because that's what that is. But your child, ha- we, I want your child to have strong, strong skills in both areas because what I find is if you have a child that has high re- like understanding or high receptive language, but they have low skills in the actual speaking or expressive language part, there's frustration there because the child knows what they want to say but they're not able to express it. So that's going to look like your child is having tantrums or they're crying a lot or they're screaming or they're even be even hitting um, because they can't, They it's like frustration. Um, on the other hand, you will see a child that speaks a lot. So that, that expressive language is high, but the receptive language is low. And so that's also frustrating because 
they're able to express themselves, but they don't always understand what's coming to them. So if you tend to be a parent that just gives a whole lot of information at once, it's going to look like your child's not obeying you or doing what you say or doing what you ask or not listening. Is it that they're not listening or they just can't grab it all? So that's why if you're taking your child for a speech language evaluation, there's always a, a portion where we're asking them questions to, to target that understanding piece. Are they really understanding um, and are they speaking? Okay, so it uh, an evaluation can look like different in every office, clinic, school district, but what is usually the same is we are trying to see how your child understands and how they express, okay? But let me tell you some things that we're looking for or that you should be looking for to check if your child is understanding and speaking. So first, let's talk about the understanding or receptive language part, okay? So here's how, here's a few. Understanding the word no. Does your child understand the word no? Not do they obey. <laughs> because and I am talking about kids in the toddler age, but really this applies to all kids, but my specialty is toddlers. And so that is where I'm going with this. But if they, have you ever had your child and they're doing something that they shouldn't? And when I say child, I mean, grandchild, foster child, child in your care. So even if you are a teacher listening to this, this is, this is great information. And you'll say, uh, Tommy, no. And Tommy stops or he'll acknowledge it with his body in some way, but then he keeps on going. He understands the word. Okay. Um, do they respond to their name? That's another check to see if the skills of receptive language or understanding are there. Do they respond to their name? So if you call it, is it like, I've got my Snoopy again today. Is it so I've got a toy here and you're, the child's playing and you say, um, Marshall, Marshall, either there's an issue with the hearing or maybe they're not responding to their name. Because many kids will, if you say Marshall, they'll stop or they'll stop and look. Okay. That's what we're looking for. Um Another thing is following one step directions. I believe I lost my bubbles here. I have like so many props. I love props on a podcast. I tell you. The next thing is following one step directions. So let me give you some example of one step directions that you want your child to complete. Come here. Wave goodbye. Give me a five. Do they do things like that? Give me a kiss or sit down. If you tell them to stand up or stop, one of my favorites, clap your hands. That's a great one-step direction. But shame, it's not even a shameless plug. If you're having difficulty in these things, I my thing is always take five minutes and work on the skill that needs the work. And I just say, hey, let's do these 10 things. And you do them. And and you track and see, you know, it's like I'm a big fan of like, all right, today he did two out of 10. 
So tomorrow, let's see if he does three out of 10 or three days from now. So that's a great skill to work on. And I want us to start looking at these skills as teachable skills. Many of us as parents think, hey, this, this child should know this skill. They should just do it. But their kids and the many kids will have to be taught. All right. All right. The next thing is finding familiar objects. So if you have objects before them or if they're in their room and you say, hey, give me give me your car, give me your ball. Or if you're reading a book, show me the tree. Where's the apple? Show me this. And I am more the more I'm doing this, the more I love show me instead of where's the, you know, like show this to me or you model it. Here's the apple. Your turn. Show me the tree. You see how that goes? And so that's another thing that goes with if I ask them to do something, are they understanding it and doing it? Okay. The next is pointing to body parts. Show me your nose. You can use, show me, so you can, you can, you can do it right in front of your child. Show me your ears, show me your mouth, or you can use a doll or a mirror uh, and say, oh, show me the nose. Here's the nose. And then you can point to it. Okay. Um, the next thing, after you've gotten those one step directions, after you see your child's able to do, you know, between seven out of 10 to nine out of 10, you're going to move on to those two-step directions. Hey, give me the car and come sit down. That's two steps. Go to your room and grab your ball. That's two steps. That's a great example of those things. Um, the next thing is going to be responding to simple questions. Questions should not be the only form of communication. So if you find yourself, because there are many, I find this, there are many parents or some parents that only will communicate in questions instead of in narrative, like telling. So sometimes instead of saying, hey, how's your, how was your day? Hey, show me your nose. It might be, look better as, hey, here's my nose. Here's my mouth. Your turn. Show me this. Show me your ear. Show me your eyes. Or mommy's going to the car. Let's go to the car. Instead of, are you ready to go to the car? Let's go to the car. What is this? What? I want us to stop taking out a whole lot of, but in this case, questions is something that we're working on. So, but I just want to put that bug in your ear. If you are the parent or, and you find yourself always asking questions instead of telling your child what you're doing, flip it. Especially if you're, they're not quite yet talking by one or two, you're going to want to really start to saturate your child's environment with language. And so do that by telling them what you're doing, even though it feels like the silliest thing in the world, especially if you're that a parent that's more on the quiet side, you kind of feel, for lack of a better word, kind of dumb doing it, but it just really helps. It really helps. But how we can check for understanding, I really went on a rabbit trail there, didn't I? Um, is that you can ask simple questions. Who is this? What is, what is, 
What is this? Who's that? Where are we? We're in the kitchen, things like that. Okay. Um, next thing is yes and no questions. Because many of our kids can be a little confused between yes and no, especially when they're they're really young. And so work by working on answering yes and no questions, hey, are we in the car? Are we outside? Is this daddy? If you have a pet, is this Aloysius? You know, it asking yes and no questions. And if you're not sure that they understand, or if you're like, hmm, ask them a question you know is a yes or you know is a no. So do you like broccoli? No. Do you like ice cream? Yes. So, and there is a super simple song called, do you like broccoli? If your child's having trouble with yes, no questions, definitely put that song on. And you know, Miss Adrian is not a fan of always using tablets and things like that, but I do love that song and I use it a lot, even in my own therapy sessions. Okay. Um, Identifying parts of objects and pictures. So this can be body parts or parts of something. And so if there's a car, hey, here's the wheels and the doors and the lights and the mirror, parts of the object, okay? Here's here's Mr. Potato Head or here's my face, here's my eyes and my nose and my mouth. All right. So all of those things we would be checking for. And so I want you as a parent, caregiver, teacher, check for those things. All right. When it comes to receptive language or understanding, if you're finding that there some of this is lacking or your child's having trouble with this, work on the skill directly. Don't and that doesn't mean sitting down for 30 minutes. Remember, when we're talking about toddlers to preschoolers, five minutes goes a super long way every single day, okay? So even if you're a teacher listening to this and you're like, okay, let's do it during that, like five minutes during that before nap starts. Or if your child's tossing and turning, you know that child that tosses and turns, work on it for five minutes, okay? So now... We've got the understanding part, taking it in, receptive language. Now let's talk about expressive language, speaking. So that's what we mean by language, folks, parents, caregivers. We mean the combination of the two. So let's talk about expressive language and what that looks like. Um, and these kind of are in order as they can develop. So pay attention to that too, because the first thing I'm going to start to say is making sounds and babbling. That's a great foundational expressive language skill. So ba ba ba. If you're if you're hearing that, that's a great sign that language is developing. If you're not hearing that, you're going to want to start really ramping up the expressive language in yourself and the environment around your child, whether you start sending them to a school or daycare, or you're asking 
whoever is watching your child, if it's you or if it's a parent or it's a babysitter, really start to talk to them throughout the day. That's why I'm such a big fan of school uh, because, man, the language input at a school is on level 100, okay? The next thing, another foundational skill part of expressive language is imitating sounds and noises. So animal sounds, environmental sounds like cars, horns, um, trains, choo-choo, beep-beep, meow, any sounds, uh, animal sounds, singing Old MacDonald Had a Farm, those are great, great foundational skills. If you're seeing imitations of sounds and noises, that's a great sign that expressive language is beginning to develop, okay? Another is imitating words. And so imitating words is, if I say it, do they say the word back? Many kids get stuck in this, so then we have to move them out of it. But for a very long time, you might notice that your child is, or you want them to imitate words. So imitating is great. Um, also, are they starting to actually say the words on their own? So the most common we'll hear when children are developing mama and dada, dada, daddy, things like that. Are they saying, but then things that should start to de also develop the words can be like, hi, bye-bye, thank you, yes and no. And then actually like, the objects that they see, things like a bike, a boat, cup, cup is a big one, blanket, blanket is a big one, okay? Um, and then you're going to start noticing that they are going to start naming things or labeling things because they are beginning to like see this world come alive before their eyes. Like, oh, computer, phone, doggy, spoon, blanket. So if you notice that they're doing that, that's great. That's our the next step of expressive language. Then the next step is asking questions. What's that? Who's that? Also, another step would be asking for help. Help me, please. Um, things like that. And then, and then after help me or I need help, that's actually a great skill to teach. I was actually, once I had a student and we were working with school aged kids and I thought it was genius because this young therapist was like, are you stuck? And the, the, the fourth grader was like, yes. And she said, when you're stuck, say, I need help because that gives the person helping and gives the person on the hook, which is usually the child, a way of letting someone know or giving them the words to what they want to say. Okay. Um, then we go to actually saying words, words like social words, hello, goodbye, how are you? Location words, like where they are. I'm at home, school, grandpa's house, grandma's house. Uh, and then pronouns, he and she. The next thing is action words. That's another big marker for us. Um, action words. Run, jump, eat, sleep, play. And then you're going to start to hear describing words. Do, does your child use describing words? Man, that's hot. I'm cold. I'm 
Well, hungry is not really. Yeah, hungry can be a describing word. So hungry. Um, after that, you're gonna you. We want you, and we want the child to start saying two to three word phrases. So more cake, eat cookie, um, go now. I go now. Um, and then we want that to start to expand. So our rule of thumb is we want the child to use two words phrases by the age of two, three word phrases by three, and four word short phrases or sentences by age four. All right. So I'm not saying this. Well, I guess I am saying this is a checkoff list, but these are some of the things you want to look at or consider when your child's language is or is not developing. And so I, before I sign off, I do want to say, hey, if your child is between one and two and they're only using five, 10 words, that is an indicator that something needs to be done. And when I say something, I mean, you can use what you've learned in this video or the video before it to target the skill directly. You could buy my book, 30 Days to Get Your Toddler Talking. That's a step-by-step program. You could visit your pediatrician because you need a referral for speech therapy. Um, and like I've said before, services that are available for your child under the age of five are just there's so much out there for them because everyone, like we all, all caregivers, I know I'm super passionate about get them everything, get your child everything they need before age five, if you can, because, you know, labels don't really stick before age six in the school. Like you can't really give them any big label. So you don't have to worry about that. Many times services are private. So like if you go to a clinic like ours, it's up to you if you're going to disclose whether they're in therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, or behavior therapy. It's up to you if you want to disclose that. Um, but it's just, it's so, it's amazing for them. So if you're on the fence and you're like, I just uh, commit, like, just take that first step and make the call and get, just get the ball rolling. Cause a lot of times it takes longer than you might think. Um, and a lot of times parents will be, or call our office and it's like they're on fire because they finally like, Oh, this is a problem. So if you even think there's a problem, go ahead and get signed up, go ahead and have someone evaluate them. There are times that parents come in and we're like, Hmm, they're okay. They just, they, you know, like, the scores are saying that they're fine. Let's revisit this in six months if we, if we haven't, if there hasn't been an increase. Many times the parent won't come back because, hey, the problem has resolved itself or they will come back and they're like, mm, we haven't really moved. The needle hasn't really moved. We need you to check again. All right. It usually takes an hour um, start to finish. Less than that, usually if they're really young. So consider that. Um, but it could be anything. So there are many parents that are like, we don't want to go that route. Okay. Understand. So work on these skills. Remember use five, like five minutes, set your timer on your phones, but turn your phone down. And I want you to interact with your child. 
either beside them, the child is beside you and you're working on something together, or they are across from you and you are working on eye contact, you're working on joint attention, you're working on following directions, you're working on taking turns. That is the way. That's what I'd recommend at least. So that's all I have for today. Today we talked about the difference between receptive language or understanding and expressive language or speaking. Both are needed for a strong language system. And that's what you want your child to have. So until then, set that timer, practice these skills and keep communicating. You will be so glad you did. Have a great day. Bye. You've been listening to the Let's Talk About Talking podcast with your host, Adrian Fuller, language and communications expert for kids of all ages. You can grab Adrian's book, 30 Days to Get Your Toddler Talking, on Amazon or at speechbuilders.org.